So we have a little special feature here at the start of this episode. Uh, I'm here with uh, Delia Janae Brown, <laughs> who's my daughter, and she wanted to be interviewed for the podcast. So say hello, Delia. Hello, Delia. <laughs> so why don't you tell everybody what kind of music you like? I like the Beatles because my dad makes me listen to it. I don't make you listen to the Beatles. <laughs> you like listening to the Beatles. Because you showed me them. That's true. <laughs> what other music do you like? I don't know. Do you like Bob Dylan? Yeah. What about the Yeah, Yeah, Yeah song? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else? I like the Rolling Stones. Taken after your daddy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Chip off the old block. <laughs> Anything else you want to tell people? I'm sorry, but I don't flush the toilet all the time. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, (laughs) that'll be the end of our interview with Delia. She doesn't flush the toilet all the time. Welcome to episode two of Name Two Bands with Andy and Andy. This week we'll be discussing Paul McCartney and John Lennon. So again, we're not shying away on this one. And my name is Andy Brown. And on the other line, from Atlanta, Georgia, it's... Andy Sanford. How you doing, Andy? I'm doing awesome, Andy. How was your week? Um, It was good. That's good to hear. That's good to hear. So, uh, what music have you been listening to lately? Well, let's see. I was um, just listening to a bit of the uh, McCartney album, because I've never really listened to that one. So, I figured, you know, I know that's one of your favorites, so it might be needed for discussion. And, the self-titled um, one? Yeah, the first one. Yeah. Yeah, that one's pretty and, good. Um, uh, I watched a bunch of football weekend. I didn't really. I hadn't really been listening to music this week. <laughs> I've been listening to myself, but well, that's, that's common. Yeah. <laughs> I I do enjoy listening to my own music, and I mean I don't know if it's like a narcissistic trait or what it is, but I mean I mainly make it for my own enjoyment. So I'm no, glad I that I enjoy healthy. listening to it. And uh, speaking of. Andy's music, everyone. Um, last yeah, where's time... the fucking theme song, man? <laughs> I was going to add that in post, man. <laughs> oh, okay, cool. 
we're not going without a theme song. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, speaking of Andy's music, last time we uh, briefly discussed that he had done a cover of uh, 2000 Man by the Rolling Stones, and he was uh, nice enough to link me to it. And uh, I'll be putting that in the description uh, because y'all should check it out. It's really quite Later. good, I think. <laughs> uh, uh, that was so actually, yeah, uh, I, it, it did get released. It was on some Kiss tribute album, but I couldn't tell you anything else about it. Really? Yeah, it was a long That's time ago. Wild. Like t- huh. nine years ago, I think. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> for the show I also listened to some Paul McCartney some of the Wings stuff I haven't listened to as much of the Wings uh, as I probably should have um, and uh, also listened to some Elvis Costello this week some David Bowie still on uh, my father John Misty bullshit and <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah as you uh, alluded to there were some football games this weekend, um, and it only took one week for your Super Bowl prediction to go tits up. Yeah, I uh, I was a little off, I guess. I didn't yeah. expect the Falcons and the Steelers to both shit the bed like that. Yeah, and the Falcons, too. Like, that was not a very good game. 
but that last drive, they like marched right down the field and they were so close. And then it went through Julio Jones's hand. Right through his fingers. Yeah. Like, arguably the best wide receiver in football. And it went through his hands. And if he, if he can't catch the ball and we can't score more than 10 points, then we made it as far as we were supposed to. Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah. I think uh, something... So go Vikings. Yeah, definitely go Vikings. Uh, that was one of the most amazing things I've ever seen in sports. Yeah, that was that totally was insane. so crazy. <laughs> like That's good yeah. stuff. That's, that's why we watch sports. Yeah, yeah. And for a tortured fan base like Minnesota, and as we discussed last time, we're both uh, have been parts of tortured fan bases um that's just amazing i felt so good for uh vikings fans well and her my mom and her parents my grandparents are all from uh minneapolis area so i do have a little bit of uh tie to the vikings i guess yeah yeah and i mean i'm definitely all in on them after that one yeah (laughs) yeah i hope they win the super bowl that was great. That'd be stuff. cool. Yeah. Work the ball on the boundary. And up steps into it. Passes. has been going on man anything else you want to get into um i can't think of anything oh shoot that's too bad i should have thought ahead (laughs) (laughs) well i'll confess uh i didn't uh do all that much uh show prep this week uh not because i was slacking on my uh hosting duties it was more because i was editing that last episode of ours that took forever and then had to record and edit one for the other pod this week so well i guess we'll see how uh how how people respond to us winging it (laughs) it's a test (laughs) see how quickly we can think on our feet uh one thing i didn't do uh, much i just uh worked and drove my daughter around that's about it yeah I just went to my boring job, which is very boring. Um, lifted furniture. Uh, I did uh, eat some uh, barbecue pork and watch Black Mirror tonight. That was fun, but not a whole lot going on. Um, I watched, I uh, got my copy of uh, Phantom of the Paradise on Blu-ray, uh, the special edition. So I did spend some time watching that and all the bonus features and stuff. See, I don't even know what that is. It's like um, Phantom of the Opera meets Faust all done up in uh, 1974 glam rock with Paul Williams as the devil. Well, that sounds like something I want to see. Oh, yeah, it's awesome. Sounds like something I want to see. Great music, too. (laughs) All right. Uh, I was going to bring up uh, 
your song uh, 2000 Man made me think of uh, that that was in uh, at the end of uh, Bottle Rocket. Did you ever see that one? No, it's on. Uh, it's actually on a list I have. Actually, I think I have it, and I haven't watched it. Yeah, it's pretty good. Um, like, it's Wes Anderson before he was really Wes Anderson. So yeah. It doesn't have quite the like uh, kitschy sets and clothes and all that. It's not quite as stylized. Like, I can't remember which uh, run through what genre I was doing when I uh, targeted that one and acquired it and just haven't watched it. Well, you should check it out. It's good. All right. All right. Well, um, I guess, unless you can think of something else to talk about, uh, I guess we'll just get right into it. And uh, hopefully uh, we can stretch the uh, band part out. I got lots to say about Paul and John. Me too. I think we can probably do that. All right. All right. We'll play a clip into it. Got to check with headquarters. Mom, Dewey Cox. Think you might enjoy it. Open up your mind to new experience, a new level of consciousness like we do because we are the Beatles. Why don't you just let him decide if he wants to take LSD, he'll take it. He doesn't have to listen to you. You're not the boss of him. Don't tell me what to say and what not to say, Paul McCartney. I'm sick of you being so dark when I'm so impish and whimsical. I'm sick of it. Hey, everyone. I'm I've got a brand new mantra, hmm? Mm, Paul's a big fat cunt. <laughs> don't know why you two do and let me write more songs. You know? I just sit here while my guitar quietly whimpers. Well, you are the quiet one, so why don't you shut the fuck up? I've got a song about an octopus. Jam it up your ass. You're lucky we still like to play drums. Mm. Wow. Seems like there's a rift happening between the Beatles. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if your songs will still be shit when I'm 64. Great song. No! Stop it! You stop it! The Beatles, please, stop fighting here in India. Only He's going to go. Let him work it out. Come on now. 
just believe in me. So that was, of course, in order, uh, a clip from Walk Hard, the Dewey Cox story, followed by Smile Away from Paul McCartney's Ram, and then finally, God from John Lennon's Plastic Ono Band. All right, so we decided to switch up the format just a little bit this week, um, and from now on, we're going to go with uh, uh, deciding in advance who we like. We think that might right lead to some more interesting conversation so uh why don't you go ahead and go first andy so paul versus john okay so i have to say paul mccartney even though i really want to say john lennon and i'm going to try and talk myself into john lennon by the end of the episode (laughs) but i have to say paul mccartney yeah um i'm gonna concur and uh this is a little bit of a stem winder what I'm about to say, so uh, just let me roll with it, because uh, 20-year-old me would be really mad at 40-year-old me for this. Um, so I think after the Beatles broke up, um, kind of this uh, image got perpetuated um, through the rock press at first, and then it kind of uh, filtered out to the general population, um, which was that Paul was a really great songwriter and he was a really great musician. Um, he was kind of slight, if you know what I mean. Um, right. And he just wrote like uh, kind of silly songs and catchy pop that was fun. And, he was impish. And John was the uh, very serious artiste. Um, and because of songs like uh, Imagine and. Uh, Merry Christmas, war is over, um, and uh, all you need is love, to which Keith Richards um, famously retorted, uh, I'd like to see you pay the rent with love. Uh, <laughs> and then, like, the bag in for peace and the bed in for peace and uh, um, his political activism that he did in the 70s. Like, this image emerges of him as, like, this, like, uh, kind of a saint kind of guy. Um was very forward thinking and a dreamer and an idealist and all that and I think that narrative is mostly bullshit Um, because Paul could obviously write a great song obviously great 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 song after great song after great song Um, and like he was the one who uh, got into like the avant-garde art scene first 
he's the one who turned the rest of the Beatles onto that. Um, Revolution 9 was his idea. Um, and as a human being, um, to me, it seems like Paul McCartney basically just wanted to get high um, and write songs that made people happy. Um, and he seemed like a like he could be kind of uh, ambitious and scheming a little bit, um, but for the most part, he seemed like a nice guy. Like a a story that I think says a lot about who Paul McCartney is as a human being is that uh, the Beatles were recording one time. I think this was around like the Sgt. Pepper recording sessions, and John accidentally dosed himself, and so he started kind of freaking out a little bit, and he went up on the roof. The, roof. the building yeah and paul went up there and he'd never done lsd before and he took it just because john was his mate <laughs> and he just wanted to help him out and it seems like and it's weird that more people don't know this in the age of like <laughs> google and everything but john lennon was a fucking asshole like <laughs> he really was like uh he beat Cynthia, um, when they were together, he would, uh, like, stay in his wing of the house and take LSD all the time while she took care of Julian. Um, he cheated on her again and again and again and again and again. Um, and then when he hooked up with Yoko, um, he had nothing to do with Julian after that until just before his death. And he beat Yoko. <laughs> He wrote all those songs about how much in, he was in love with her, um, and he beat the shit out of her. And then on his Lost Weekend uh, period with Mei Pang, he beat her. What do you know? Um, so this guy who like wrote all these songs about peace and love and all that, and they're great songs, undeniably great songs. But like, he was a fucking he was a violent guy. asshole. Yeah. In fact, uh, I'm sure you knew about this. Um, like. There was that rumor that uh, um, John had uh, given Brian Epstein a hand job on the beach in Spain, I think. Um, and at this party one time, uh, one of his good friends like brought that up, like giving him shit, and dude beat the shit out of him, like to the point that he had to go into the hospital. So. Um, yeah, so the whole image, I think, is uh, wrong. And, like, John slagged Paul off in the press uh, repeatedly during the 1970s, and Paul never said a thing, Yeah, never fired back, and, in fact, made multiple attempts to, like, reconnect with him. And then, after John died, became friends with Yoko. So, that's nothing to do with music, but... I wanted to get that off my chest because it seems like not everybody knows about that, even though that's absolutely true. Sure, and it's it's valid and worth talking about and bringing up. But for me, you know, when I'm dealing with music, I I always have a, a separation of art and artist. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, and that's not uh, that's not why I vote Paul. I wrote. I vote Paul um, purely on the basis of the music. Because um, I mean, if if I stopped listening to music made by people who did shitty things in their life, there wouldn't be much music to listen to. <laughs> yeah, 
That's that's for sure. Couldn't listen to and, David know, Bowie. Couldn't listen to Led Zeppelin. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> and of of course we'll uh, get into that when we get into them. Sure. Um, but. But yeah. also, you know, the 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 way they were was reflected in their music because Lennon's music was definitely more raw passion. Yeah. Which you definitely. know, when when in, you lose control of, can certainly lead to violent tendencies. For sure. And I think that's definitely reflected in his music, which is you know something pretty special when you can capture that and reflect it and put it out. Yeah, for sure. Um, like that because it's definitely that raw and intense and can fucking take you there, you know. Yep. Uh, like the clip that I played, and that's from, uh, of course, Plastic Ono Band. Yeah. Um, referred to as his Primal Scream album because yeah, that's it's what a great it album. <laughs> yeah, that is totally raw emotion. That whole album. He he. Uh, I mean, I think he uh, put out a better solo album before Paul did. Even though I still like um, All Things Must Pass is my favorite Beatles solo release. Yeah, that's a, that's a good one. Um, I would actually go, and I don't remember the sequencing. I think Plastic Ono Band came before Ram. Um, but it was actually yeah. uh, Ram that's my favorite Paul album. Um, I think that's an absolute like five-star treasure. <laughs> oh, Ram is awesome. Yeah. Too many, like, too many people is one of my favorites. Yeah, yeah, that one's great. Ramon's great. Like, and I think that uh, Uncle Albert. Yeah, Uncle Albert. That's a good one. I like all those songs. Every single We're song. We're so sorry. And if that, uh, I think if because that got uh, slagged off at the time, they got like one star review in Rolling Stone, I think. Um, but if that hey, came Rolling out, Rolling Stone doesn't know shit. Yeah, but back then, uh, like, Rolling Stone was considered, like, the Bible of rock and roll music. Um, but I think if that came out in uh, 2007, like, it'd have, like, a five-star Pitchfork review. Oh, sure. And, like, Paul would have headlined Bonnaroo. Of course. Well, he did. <laughs> did he? <laughs> yeah, he headlined Bonnaroo one year. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> So he eventually got there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because that album, that was just him, like, uh, hanging out on his farm, like, smoking a bunch of weed, like, having lots of sex with Linda from the sounds of it, because <laughs> that album is very horny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it's just, like, uh, the stuff that he was just fiddling around and just coming up with, like, these little ideas here and there that... I think that album uh, kind of basically invented uh, indie music. Okay, I have to change my answer. Actually, my favorite Beatles solo-related release is actually Venus and Mars by Paul McCartney and Wings. That's a good one. That's, like, that's a really good that's one. That's like my uh, life soundtrack album. My, uh, my mom played that album through headphones on her stomach when I was in the womb. And I've, like, I have memories of listening to it throughout my entire life and it always just like immediately connects me to myself and like I relate to a lot of the lyrics yeah it's a good one that's a really good one like Wings had all kinds of great stuff um like uh 
for me, my my favorite uh, Wings album is Band on the Run. I think that's another like uh, yeah, that's awesome. Five out of five all timer. Like and McCartney I mean, stuff was always it's always prettier and more produced and and yep. and yep. you know Lennon Better. never did anything like Band on the Run or Live and Let Die. You know and and nope. uh, that's like you know Jet. Pink stuff. Yeah, Jet. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that song fucking rocks for days. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, Paul was definitely, uh, by far, a better musician than John. That's for sure. Um, and he just, like, naturally, like, he could, like, wake up and, like, just write, like, Penny Lane or Yesterday or Eleanor Rigby, you know, like, a, just a great pop song like that. Yeah. He could just like do that in his sleep, no problem, anytime. Like, but you know, I mean, like I, like twenty year old you would be mad at at you now for picking McCartney. Four year old me would be mad at me now for picking McCartney because apparently I was like pretty upset when John Lennon died, and I remember having uh, the forty five for just like starting over and playing that a lot. So. And I don't even think I knew who Paul McCartney was at that point. Hmm. So you got into John I was, first. I was four. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wow. See, you're, you're I, lucky in that respect. I had Mormon parents, so the Beatles' you first la- album later was start. about the best thing they had. Yeah, they had a they had a Carole King album, Tapestry, and that's one of my favorite all time. Uh, albums and they had a Smother Brothers record that was about it I had Smothers Brothers yeah that was good stuff that was really good yeah, stuff. It was, yeah. I, th- I still have a copy <laughs> I think I might uh, have to look them up see if they're on Spotify here in the next couple days yeah. <laughs> I haven't heard them in a while <laughs> uh, yeah and uh, I mean they were both obviously uh, all-time great songwriters, um, but I think in uh, terms of uh, who could write the best, like most perfect uh, pop song, I think I would have to say Paul was better at that. Yeah, and uh, even though that led to Paul doing some like really crappy type pop songs in the eighties, and you 70s. know he's. <laughs> <laughs> And on the Beatles albums, even sometimes. But you know, he I, he had more good than bad. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, he could still crank them out too. Like uh, Flaming Pie, I think that came out in like 1997. I think. Um, I liked his uh, his last one. It was I think it was called New. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I was that just some gonna good say. Stuff on it. Yeah, yeah, that one's fucking great. Um, and I mean, Tug of War was great. Uh, Red Rose Speedway was great. Um, and, uh, you know, he put out some clunkers here and there all along. But uh, he had some really good ones as well. That, you know, he's pretty consistent for the most part. So what do you think What do you think uh, John Lennon would have done had he not been uh, executed by the CIA? I think he might have uh, actually um, have been about to... Uh, come into a very uh, productive creative period because um, he retired quote unquote for five years 
and he was just right. hanging around with Sean, um, baking bread, as he said. Um, <laughs> and then when he came back, um, it seemed like he loosened up a little bit. Yeah, he was like rocking out with Cheap Trick and stuff. And yeah, yeah, yeah. It seemed like he was in a just a better place emotionally. So, who knows? I guess we'll never know. You um, think he would have like had any like traveling Wilburys type bands? I wouldn't be surprised at all. Like he did that kind of stuff when he was in the in the seventies. So. Uh, no, and then I, probably not probably would have had the uh, inevitable Beatles reunion too around the free as a bird era. Maybe even before that, like they, John and Paul kind of like started to be a little bit better friends there towards the end. So yeah, you never know. Uh, that's unfortunate, <laughs> and not too. Uh, uh, We've been singing uh, Paul's uh, praises so far and not really talking too much about uh, John's actual output other than Plastic Ono Band. But, I mean, his highs highs were really high. Um, well, he, he had better trade. songs than he had albums, I think. Yep, that's exactly it. That's exactly it. Because, like, uh, you know, I, would, I, was, I was looking at this earlier and I think I would take the John Lennon best of over the Paul McCartney best of. Yeah, it'd probably be pretty close. Um, like a good example is uh, Double Fantasy, which yeah, is one of those, those double albums that definitely should kiss, not have kiss, been a double kiss, album. Kiss me, love. <laughs> yeah, Yoko should never have been allowed anywhere near a microphone. I had those 45s and, and the Yoko songs were on the B-side. So I listened to those like quite a bit as a young age. And oh, I'm sorry. It definitely left an odd impression on my growing brain. <laughs> that might be part of how you turned out to be who you are. <laughs> you know, uh, Ween, Ween did a cool song with Yoko Ono. Did they? Yeah, it's called Ask one. the Dragon. It's really cool. Ask the Dragon. See if I can remember that. Yeah, I'll check that out. Yeah. Um, and Imagine, I can't say anything bad about Imagine, that album. Like, yeah, there's a lot of good stuff on there. Yeah, that's really strong. Not all of it's great. Um, okay, I just thought of this. You've seen the video uh, with um, Chuck Berry and John Lennon and Yoko Ono? Yeah. Okay, yeah, I just... That was a good memory. <laughs> <laughs> the look on Chuck's face when Yoko starts singing. Yeah, yeah. Especially a perfectionist like Chuck Berry. <laughs> like, he got mad at uh, the Rolling Stones one time. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, yeah. He, he was a little bit like John Lennon like that. Yeah, he was a little... Uh, on edge yeah um another thing uh i wanted to mention about paul mccartney because i hear people all the time talk about uh how shitty the song uh silly love songs is i like that song i i actually think that song is brilliant Um, yeah 
specifically because, like I said, um, John slagged him off in the press all the time, and uh, yeah. he never responded. Um, and the image developed, like, uh, with the rock writers and whatnot, that Paul was just, like, uh, this lightweight uh, who only could write pop songs. And that song is, like, a, it's like a troll. It's like a subtweet, you know? <laughs> like, Oh, yeah, totally. People want to fill the world with silly love songs. Uh, <laughs> well, what's wrong with that? I'd like to know. Cause here I go again. Yeah, that's great stuff. <laughs> <laughs> well, shit. So, yeah, uh, I would take John Lennon's okay. best of. But I like Paul McCartney's albums better. Yeah, I think, I, and, I think uh, I'd probably go along with that. Um, I don't think I've changed my own mind here. Yeah, uh, I definitely haven't changed mine. Um, did you see uh, um, Boyhood? Boyhood. I don't think so. That's the uh, Richard Linklater movie where he like filmed it over the course of like 15 years or something like that. Um, and it, it was the same cast and they'd film once a year. Um, so as it goes along, everybody involved just gets a little bit older. Um, anyway, towards the, uh, end of the movie, um, Ethan Hawke's character, the dad, uh, he plays for his son, son, uh, what he called the gray album, which was, uh, his best of uh, Paul McCartney and George Harrison and John Lennon's solo stuff. Right. As like a two CD set. And, you know, when you think about it, that would have been pretty freaking amazing. Like, Yeah, you could do a pretty awesome uh, best of John and Paul. Yeah. Like, uh, and I guess, I guess that goes back to something we were talking about last week that, um, we don't know, uh, like, exactly what the Beatles would have done if they had stayed together. They might have put out a bunch of shit at some point, but... They probably would have done a disco album. <laughs> they might have. <laughs> it's possible. I mean, the Rolling Stones did a disco <laughs> song. Uh, but, yeah, like, and I guess I think uh, what it is is that when John and Paul were together... They complemented each other perfectly. Like, John had the cynical, experimental, sarcastic side. Paul had the more poppy, um, craftsman, um, great musician side. And also they would have uh, veto power over each other's bullshit. Right. Well, (laughs) have we run out of things to talk about already? I don't know. How Have we... have we not talked long enough? <laughs> uh, we're at 36 minutes. I guess we can That's put a short one. 36 minutes. Yeah, yeah, I guess they don't all have to be uh, yeah, an hour long. Yeah, they don't long. all need to be super long. Yeah, I'll try to do uh, more practice. Hey, you know, the story, you know the story of how Michael Jackson ended up with the Beatles catalog, right? Uh, I've heard it vaguely. Um, I know that... Uh, Paul and Yoko had gotten together and they were going to pool their resources and they were going to try to buy it back. 
and then Paul talked to uh, Michael Jackson, and he was like, "I'm gonna buy your songs." And Paul was no, like, it, it was <laughs> it was Paul and Michael were working uh, on those songs together for Thriller. It was during that. And, well, it might have been before that. It might have been. Did they do a song before, a duet before that or something? Oh yeah, yeah. But what, it was, was whenever they were working together. Today, anyway, go ahead. Paul told Michael that uh, buying publishing rights was a good investment. <laughs> so <laughs> Michael Jackson thought, well, you know, what would be the best publishing catalog done? Hmm, the Beatles. So yeah, and then and then the rest of the story. Paul and Yoko were trying to buy it, and they were outbid by Michael Jackson. Yep. Yeah, and Michael, because Paul told him that was good business. Yep, and uh, Michael told Paul he was going to do it, and Paul thought he was kidding, <laughs> <laughs> and then he did it. Well, that was pretty smart on Michael Jackson's uh, part, I gotta say. <laughs> so, although I wonder if we would have ever gotten that uh, Nike Revolution ad if uh, Paul and Yoko owned the uh, Beatles catalog. Probably not. Probably. They sell shit, too. You think? Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. They probably would have sold out eventually. It seems like everyone's a sellout at this point. Yeah, these days. Um, and, of course, I think that's uh, basically because it's not as easy to make a living as a musician as it once was. Unless yeah, you're it's like definitely not. Taylor Swift or whoever. I mean, if someone comes and offers me a stack of money and wants to use my song for some stupid commercial, I'm probably not going to say no. <laughs> well, I mean, by the same token, I got news for you, listeners. If uh, somehow, some way, this podcast ever gets big enough that we're getting like uh, thousands of listens uh, every week and this some advertising company wants me to like read a script about stamps.com or something guess what <laughs> i'm reading gonna be a the, script about it's gonna stamps. be the flashlight <laughs> hopefully <laughs> i would enjoy reading that one that'd be fun <laughs> waifu that was, pillows that was one of kevin smith's first sponsors was the flashlight really <laughs> yeah well that's kind of on brand Considering his tweets. <laughs> we'll have to do some product testing. <laughs> darn, darn. <laughs> uh, that'd be rough. So, uh, yeah, I think it's uh, probably just going to be a short one this week, and that's okay. So, is your answer still Paul McCartney? Yeah, I'm still sticking with Paul. I really like so. John Lennon solo. I hope yeah. everybody did not get the wrong idea. Like, I yeah. love John Lennon solo. It's just... Watching the Wheels is one of the best songs ever. Cold Turkey. Cold Turkey, Watching the Wheels, Mind Games. Oh, oh, Yoko. That's a good one. <laughs> it's got lots of good stuff. Uh, he just had, I think, uh, in the ratio of shit to good, he had more shit uh than paul did and for me uh venus and mars is the tiebreaker if there is one just because that album's been with me forever burned into your brain yep 
It's like yep. partial soundtrack to my existence. So, sorry, twenty-year-old acid head Andy. Uh, I guess you change your mind later. <laughs> sorry, four-year-old crying about John Lennon dying, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I was Life only is three, long and interesting. so I don't even remember it. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, so what are we doing next week? I don't think we've decided. Um, oh, okay, cool. How does, be a mystery. Uh, how does Radiohead and Spiritualize sound? Wait, we can do that one next week, yeah, sure. Yeah? Sure. All right. So apologies, everyone, for the short episode this week. Um I promise I will do uh, more show prep next week. I don't think I'll have to spend as much time editing this time. And <laughs> so tune in for uh, Radiohead and Spiritualized. All right. Bye.